Hey friends, my name is Claudine. Welcome to the Embodied Catholic Woman. This podcast is for Catholic women who are looking for a holistic approach to well-being that is rooted in faith. You'll learn how to manage your thoughts, feel your feelings, and regulate your nervous system so you can fully embody your feminine genius. Let's do it. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Embodied Catholic Woman podcast. I hope you are doing well. Before I even start this episode, I just want to apologize in advance because I am actually recording this on the go. I am on vacation. I'm in France and I'm having an amazing time here. And I'm still here for a few more days, but I wanted to record a podcast episode because, of course, the show must go on, right? And so because I am not recording this in, you know, under usual conditions, I don't have my microphone, and so I'm not totally sure what the quality of this recording will be, but hopefully you will still enjoy the content and you will still get something out of it. So in this episode, episode 25, I wanted to talk about the concept of embracing contentment, being content with where you are in life, being content with what you have, while still wanting more, while still having dreams and goals and desires, while still cultivating a growth mindset instead of a fixed mindset. And I think this can be a challenge for us as Catholics. Um, There's that scripture from Philippians where Paul says in Philippians 4, verse 11 to 13, not that I speak from want, for I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I know how to get along with humble means And I also know how to live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And I don't know about you, but I have struggled with that scripture in the past on contentment because it just it just never made total sense to me. Like, how can you be content when you're in difficult circumstances? Or how can you be content where there are things that you want that you don't have? Things that are are good things, right? Things that, you know, maybe are dreams that God has even put in your heart. Things that God has called good in his, in his word and scripture. And so I had struggled with that, with that verse over the years. And it really wasn't until... I took a deeper dive into the nervous system and healing wounds and more somatic work, more embodiment work that I started to understand that it's absolutely possible to find contentment where you are in your life, to actually want exactly what you have while still holding on to the dreams, holding on to the hopes, holding on to the desires that you still have for your life. And in fact, I'm going to go as far as saying, if you are not happy 
with what you have, if you are not grateful for what you have, if you can't see the beauty and the blessing of the current season that you're in, then you're actually probably not ready for that next level. There's another verse of scripture that's coming to mind where in the gospels, it talks about being a good steward. And if you can't be a good steward of, of what you have, then how can you handle more? And I'm totally paraphrasing that scripture because I don't have the verse pulled up in front of me. But this idea of, you know, as humans, we, we sometimes have these very grandiose ideas about ourselves and what we think we're, we're ready for and what we know that we're ready for. And we're like, come on, God, like I'm, I'm ready for this next level or this next stage in my life. And God, of course, he sees all of it. And he knows the things that we're ready for and the things that we're not ready for. And sometimes we overestimate our readiness for things, right? And so it's like, well, if you can't even demonstrate that you're able to manage this situation that I've actually placed you in and you're complaining and you're bitter and you're whining and you're upset and you're constantly looking over in someone else's yard, right? Looking at their green grass and thinking, well, it's it's better over there than over here. It's like, well, how do you know that you're ready for that if you if you haven't even managed what you've been given by God? And so there's this there's this sort of tension between what we have and actually wanting that and then having this bigger goal, this this bigger dream, right? This bigger desire for more. And those two things aren't mutually exclusive. They're not incompatible. And I actually think it is possible to be content with what you have and to be grateful for what you have and to see the blessing and the beauty in your current season. I believe it is possible to do that while still wanting something else. But the trick is you can't hate what you have. You can't hate where you are in life and then expect God is going to bless you with more. So we're going to get into that in this in this episode. And first of all, I want to talk about this paradox between being content and this ambition or this desire for more. Because again, being content and being okay with where you are and wanting more are actually not mutually exclusive. And just because you accept where you are or you're content with where you are, doesn't mean that somehow God is going to say, oh, well, she's fine there. So let's just keep her there. Because I think there's this part of us that we're afraid that God is holding out on us. And that if we're too happy with our current circumstances, then he's just going to keep us there or the rug's going to be pulled out from under us and we're going to end up in a worse situation, right? And it's that I'm I'm having that um that picture is coming to mind of that meme where you see Jesus and he's kneeling down and he's holding his hand out and there's this little girl who has this little tiny teddy bear and Jesus is like asking her for the teddy bear. And the little girl is kind of she's like holding on to it and she's kind of looking at him with a little bit of suspicion like you want my teddy bear? Like <laughs> you want it for me? But what she can't see is that behind his back, he's got this huge teddy bear 
right? That she can't see it, but he's wanting her to trust him, right? He's wanting her to be willing to surrender the thing that she thinks she needs to hold on to because he wants to bless her with so much more. And aren't we all like that little girl who's like desperately clinging to our little small teddy bears, right? These things that we think are so important and we're so afraid to to give them up. We're so afraid to open our palms because we're thinking, well, if I give this to you, then I'll, then I'll have nothing. But as Catholics, we know that not only does, does he have our best interests at, at heart, but he can do so much more than we think, right? We have these dreams, but God's dreams are infinitely bigger. And he's got the ability, the power to actually make these things happen. And so it's possible for you to be okay with where you are. It's possible for you to see that there are still some things that you want that haven't happened yet, but to still be okay in your current situation. There's there's a tension there. And maybe some of you have experienced that. I feel like it's something that I'm going through right now in a couple of very specific areas of my life where I'm very, I'm very content. I'm very happy. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> As they say, I'm like really good. But then there, there's this other side of it where I can see that so much more is, is possible and so much more is on the horizon. And I'm really excited about that. And I'm really like looking forward to that. But at the same time, I'm I'm okay with where I am, if that makes sense. And maybe some of you have experienced that. Like there is more, there's this seed that's been planted in your heart, this desire for more. At the same time, there's no, there's no rush. There's no like urgency to get there. And I actually think that is one of the best places to be when you talk about being in this state of preparation or receptive and ready to actually receive what God wants to bless you with. Because when we're urgent, when we're grasping, when we're clinging, when we're desperate, when we're trying to make things happen, that's when things go wrong. Because we're trying to manipulate things through our human understanding and we can't think with the mind of God, right? We don't have access to the whole picture like he does, right? God is outside of time. He sees the end from the beginning. He knows exactly what is meant to happen and what's best for you in your life, we only get to see a little tiny piece of that. And he only allows us to see a little bit in front of us, right? And so this is where faith comes in, to be willing to step back and to, and to surrender and to let God be God in our lives and to be willing to give Jesus that little teddy bear right? Like this little girl, be willing to, to hand it over, not knowing that there is this bigger gift that he has behind his back that we can't see. And the thing is, he doesn't necessarily promise us that there is that big teddy bear waiting for us, right? And that is the, that is the other challenge, is we don't actually know what's going to be on the other side of it when we open our palms and when we surrender, when we give give it up to him, right? When we actually put these dreams and these these goals in his hands. But here's what I do know. We can absolutely trust him with everything. He's worthy of our trust. He's worthy 
of us surrendering to him because he absolutely knows what is best for us, even if through our human lens, through our human eyes, it doesn't, it doesn't add up. The math isn't mathing, <laughs> as they say, right? We're like, wait a minute, this is not adding up. You know, I put this particular, you know, thing in, or I did this action and it should have led to X outcome, right? But it didn't. So the math wasn't mathing in that case. And then we're confused. And that's because God is using a different kind of math. <laughs> Let's just say it that way. It's not the math that we are using or we're, we're thinking one plus one equals two. God is able to turn one into infinity, right? And this is where faith comes in to just be able to, to surrender and to let go. And this is a huge, huge aspect of the feminine genius is this ability to trust and surrender and to let go. And I'm thinking of Our Lady and the Annunciation, which is one of my favorite scenes in the Bible. In the Gospel of Luke, it tells us that the angel Gabriel came to the Virgin Mary and, you know, he greets her and then he says, you know, you're, you're highly favored, that you are going to be essentially the mother of the Messiah, right? And Our Lady was full of a lot of charisms and, and graces and gifts, and I have no doubt that she had very special, a very special connection. She's had that connection to God her whole life. But I don't know that Our Lady had the whole story in that moment that she knew every single thing that was going to happen in her life. And if there are some theologians out there who want to, you know, send me a message, correct me on that if if need be. But I've read different things about, about Our Lady and that she didn't have the whole, the whole story. What she had was this fullness of grace. What she had was this sinless nature. So she was able to, to say yes, to agree to this bigger plan for her life, even if she didn't know exactly how this was all going to play out. But of course, being a good Jewish girl, she would have known about the coming Messiah. She would have known that this was the plan, that Israel was waiting for this Messiah. And that somehow in that moment, she knew that she was being asked to participate in such an amazing way. But that doesn't mean she knew exactly, like she could see the whole thing playing out, like her whole life is flashing in front of her eyes, right? I don't believe that that's how it went. But again, if there are some theologians out there who who know better, feel free to um, to let me know. But the point that I'm making is Our Lady's beautiful demonstration of surrender and trust and abandonment to divine providence, which is an amazing book by uh, Father Kassad, I believe. Um, if you haven't read that book, it's one that I highly, highly recommend. I often recommend that to my uh, my private clients. But this idea of really just surrendering. And she had this idea of how her life was going to go in one account of Our Lady's life. I read that she was essentially consecrated to God and marriage wasn't necessarily part of that plan, that she was 
planning to just consecrate herself fully to God. And so now this angel is telling her, well, you're going to have a baby. And of course, understanding that babies come from being in a marriage, in a relationship with, with a man, hence her question, you know, how can this be? I have pledged my virginity to God, right? But in that moment, she only asked the question not out of disbelief and it wasn't out of um, a lack of faith. It was really like a like a practical question because she's like, uh, this, this is the plan that I have always known um, that she's fully consecrated in herself to God. So where's how's this all fitting together? And then the angel explains what will happen. And she just gave her yes. She didn't ask any additional questions. She didn't need any more clarification. She just knew that if this was God's will, if this was God's plan, that she was all in a hundred percent. And she knew that somehow this was all going to work out. That somehow, that somehow, and Joseph was involved at this point because she's betrothed to Joseph. Somehow she figured that this was all going to work itself out. And she was right because it did. And Joseph and Mary, and of course our, our savior taking part in this, basically the moment of our human salvation, right? The fullness, the culmination of all of that. And so the point that I'm making when bringing up this gospel story is to just illustrate this concept of just radical surrender and being content with where you are in your life. And it is a moment to moment decision. It really is because so easily we can get thrown off track. So easily we can lose our focus or we can get upset or we can even become maybe jealous or bitter or angry, or we think, why me or why not me, right? Why isn't, why hasn't that happened for me yet? Why has it happened for this person and not for me, right? Why don't I have this or why don't I have that? It's very, it's, it doesn't take much for us to get into that downward spiral of the pity party, right? But what we want to do is recognize that there is a sovereignty, that there's something so much bigger than us that's far beyond our understanding and our comprehension. And sometimes it's not for us to know. It's not for us to understand. It's not for us to ask the question why. It's to really just to surrender and say yes. To just say, yes, I accept this. I accept where I am. And here's the thing about accepting where you are and moving forward in your life. It's often very difficult to move forward or to achieve a goal when you hate where you are. It's very hard to do that because if you're not appreciative of where you are, if you're not actually seeing the good in where you are in life, if you're not able to mine the gold from your current situation in life, you're probably not going to be able to do that when you get to some perceived outcome. 
Because what happens is we achieve a goal and then the horizon line just moves further away from us. There's there's something new that we want. We can barely appreciate having what we've wanted. You know, we received it or we've achieved this goal and we're there and we're already moving on to the next goal. And so really an element of being content with where you are and just feeling gratitude for where you are is understanding that you can't truly appreciate achieving that goal or or even achieving that desire if you haven't first learned to appreciate where you are, where you're starting from. When it comes to wanting to move to the next step or to get to that next place in your life, action, of course, is an important part of the equation. But it's important to understand that action and being content with where you are actually, again, not mutually exclusive. And what I have found is when you are content, when you are happy, or at least you're able to feel some sense of peace wherever you are in your life, you're you're going to have more access to the part of your brain that is able to direct your next step and your best course of action because you'll be taking aligned action towards your goal. When you're not happy, when you're not content, your nervous system is actually in a state of dysregulation. So this is when you're either in a sympathetic nervous system state where there's a lot of energy, there's a lot of mobilization, there's this flight or fight energy, or you might be in dorsal vagal, which is this kind of shut down, numbed out state. And when you are in those two states of dysregulation, and then there's also some blended states, which I'm not going to get into in this episode, but when you are in any state of dysregulation, you're not going to have access to your highest level of thinking, and you're not going to have access to intuition and to creativity and the very things that are going to help you actually move forward and get to your next step. When you are in a dysregulated state, you're literally in survival mode and you're in urgency and you're in scarcity and you're in fear and you're in lack. And so think about the actions that you're going to take from those places, probably not going to take the right action that's actually going to move you forward. And so contentment helps you to actually see what's in front of you and access that higher thinking part of your brain because you're in a regulated state. You're in a state of ventral vagal. And from that place, it's I, I like to use the analogy of like being at the top of the mountain. So imagine that you're at the top of the mountain and you're looking down. And I'm just thinking about some of the scenery that I've seen in um, in Nice, France, where I currently am, and standing at the top of the mountain and looking down, maybe you're looking into the valley or maybe you're looking over um, and, and you can see the ocean or you can see the, the beach or the shore, whatever it is, you have a full lay of the land from that perspective. When you're in a dysregulated state, you're no longer on the top of the mountain, you're basically tumbling down the side of the mountain or at the very bottom of the mountain. And so think about your perspective from each of those places, from the top of the mountain versus like the middle of the mountain when you're in sympathetic versus the very bottom of the mountain. 
So you're going to have a different vantage point and you're going to have access to different information from each of those vantage points. And so contentment actually helps us to get to that top of the mountain so that we can actually get a sense, a true lay of the land of what our options are and what's in front of us and what is the best course of action, what's the best aligned action to take. Because when you're in dysregulation, it's kind of like you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall and you're just kind of seeing, well, is this going to stick? Is that going to work? Is this person going to be the right person to help me out with this thing? Or is, you know, that the person who's going to help me, you know, go to the next level or, or take the next step or whatever it is, right? That's not going to be the most efficient use of your time. So again, contentment, it it has such an important it has such an important place and it plays such an important role in you actually getting to that outcome or achieving that goal and doing it in the most efficient and also least stressful way possible. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode on really understanding why it's important to embrace contentment where you are right now in your life and truly believing and trusting that nothing has gone wrong. Nothing has gone wrong. What if you really chose to believe that wherever you are right now in your life, it's not a surprise to God. There's nothing that has happened to you up until this, up until this point that God is up in heaven like, oh my gosh, what? How did this happen? <laughs> I didn't see this coming, right? Of course, nothing is a surprise to God. He's planned for it. He's seen it. And the beautiful thing is he makes crooked paths straight, right? So maybe you veered off the path. You went in one direction. I know this has happened to me. And then he just gently curves the path back. <laughs> you know, he kind of curves it back so that you end up going in the right direction again. And that's the the goodness of God. That's the God that we serve. He can actually do that. But what he needs from us, he needs our trust. He needs our faith. He needs our surrender because he's not going to force us to do anything, right? He's not going to violate our free will. He's not going to make you do anything, go down that road or do that thing. It's always an invitation. It's always a, a choice, actually. Will you serve or will you not serve? Will you follow you know, his commandments or will you not? Are you going to do it the way you want to do it? Or are you going to do it the best way, the way that he knows is best for you and for your life? Because remember, he created you. He understands you. He knows you so intricately. Scripture tells us the very hairs on our head are counted and he collects our tears in a bottle. So he knows us intimately. He knows exactly what you need. And he also has grace for you in every moment of life, in every season of life. So if you've been struggling to really believe that, if you've been doubting that, I want you to, I want you to explore how can you, how can you open up to this trust even more. How can you even just to 
to bring in a concept from a few episodes back, what would 1% more contentment look like in your life? What would just embracing where you are in your life, even at just 1% more, like what would that actually look like? What would you do differently? How would things change for you? How would you talk to yourself? How would you engage with other people? How would you show up at work? How would you show up in your relationships with your family, with your friends, in a romantic relationship? What would be different if you are actually content with exactly what you have in your life? I imagine that things would dramatically change, dramatically. Because instead of looking at those closed doors, instead of saying, well, I don't have that and I want that and it's not here and kind of pouting and getting angry and getting mad and upset. Instead of that, if you literally look at all the abundance and the blessings and the graces that are right here, right now in your life today, and there are some. There are some, if you are awake, if you are awake, if you're alive, if you're breathing, that's a huge grace. That's a huge blessing. Thank God for that. And if that's all you can come up with for the day, that's okay. Be content with that. Be grateful for that. I woke up this morning. My eyes are open. I'm breathing. Blessed be God, right? So I want you to just consider what would 1% more contentment look like for you? And then continue to challenge yourself every day with this question. What can I be grateful for today? What, what can I be excited about today? How can I love my life today? Exactly as it is, exactly where I am in this job, in this career, in this body, and with this relationship, what would that look like? And then I would love to hear what shifts from you asking yourself that question. All right, my friends, I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Take care. If you'd like to get started on this healing journey, be sure to download my free heart safety guide, a trauma-informed approach to healing for Catholic women. You'll learn all about heart wounds, where they come from, and how to heal them. Just click the link below to download.